Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Business Mindset in Minutes. I am your host, Nicole, and we are going to dive right in today. We have our very own health expert, health and fitness coach on the show today. We have Lindsay, who is a certified health and life coach with Small Leaps Health and Fitness Coaching. Lindsay has worked in the health and wellness industry for over a decade. She is extremely passionate about supporting women on their journey to connect with their mind, body, and food to feel more confident, compassionate, and live a life that they love. She is a mom of a two-year-old and is expecting another little one in the new year, all while building her coaching business. Lindsay, that is quite the profile. (laughs) It is amazing (laughs) to have you on today, Lindsay, and I'm so excited to dive into these topics with you. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here today. So... As I mentioned to you right before we started recording, when growing a business, it's so important to also be aware of your health and your fitness, because that's a huge component of growing and building a business that can often get overlooked. So before we dive into all the good topics within the health and fitness industry. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your business and how and why you started it. Yeah, thank you. That's a good question. So I started uh, Small Leaps with my sister, actually. We're partners. And we officially launched in 2020. We've been working on it about since like 2018. Um, I was working as a mental health and pediatric nurse prior to that for many years. And I was just finding that there was a lot of health gaps and gaps in our healthcare system. I'm from Canada and I just wasn't feeling like I was living my purpose and that I was serving people in a way that I really wanted to serve them anymore. And I decided to jump on the bandwagon and took some courses to become a health and life coach. And part of that journey, I'll back it up a little bit. Part of that journey was Um, for many, many years, I was basically like, if you could have a poster child of what uh, unhealthy looks like, that was me. So I was, you know, really heavy into drinking. Um, I was like a pack a day smoker. I had like excess um, weight on me that was causing me a lot of health problems. Uh, And throughout my health and life journey, I was able to lose and sustain over 100 pounds. And not that like, that was like a big deal for me at the time, but it really isn't even the main thing as to why it was so great doing that lifestyle change was because now I have more energy, I was um, had a lot of depression, and anxieties, things like that. And it was just, it, I was just a hot mess, basically. <laughs> and so by doing some small steps, and health habit changes, over time, I was able to really change my life completely. And when I was um, on mat leave, I actually decided I didn't want to do nursing anymore. Um, So I've kind of taken a step back from my nursing role. And now am part time mom and doing my well, full time mom, but like 
part-time uh, entrepreneur as well. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I took the leap and decided, you know, I want to work for myself and be able to have that work-life balance that I was striving so much for. And I was working out of town at the time and it just didn't make sense for me and my family to be commuting over an hour a day and then trying to be uh, the best mom I could be at the same time. And I really wanted to work with women and help them on their own journey. So that's kind of my story. <laughs> wow, that sounds yeah. extremely rewarding. Um, and I, I love the fact that you lived it. You had, you know, the health problems and you realized this is something that you could turn around and now you are helping women do the exact same thing. So that must be that must be that much more rewarding when you see it in your clients because you have also gone through that transformation. You know how it feels. Yeah, exactly. And it's really um, it's really rewarding for myself and it's really awesome just to see like their faces and their mindset changes and seeing how they're able to grow and build a life that they really love and that they're, that they're wanting. Um, so it's really, yeah, it's, a, I, I love it. <laughs> Amazing. I love the mission. Love it. Okay. So why is it important to prioritize yourself in life and especially as a new entrepreneur? Yeah, that's a great question. So when you don't prioritize yourself, the stressors of life can often feel a lot heavier and harder to manage and difficulties start happening in your life and where you're not able to show up as well in your life or being as present and it can really negatively impact your health and wellness. So when you prioritize and take care of yourself, you're able to better show up in your home life, as well as work life. And because you have that, like you have more energy to be able to take on all the, all the things that we take on. And the fact that you're able to be more present in your day-to-day -day activities is just so important so that you're able to be much more focused on, on whatever the task is at hand, if it's something at work or something at home, whatever that may be. So just as an example, so that I can give your people a little bit of a picture. So if you are not getting enough sleep or you're not taking care of your health, you're not going to have energy or be able to function really at that optimal level to be able to do all the things. And that can really compound over time. And oh, like it just impacts everywhere. So I know when I don't get enough sleep, then I'm not able to show up for my clients as well. Or if I'm working on content, I'm not able to be as creative or I'm not able to be uh, the mom that I want to be because sometimes I, I get short with my kid if, you know, if I'm irritable because I only got like six or less hours of sleep, right? So when you don't prioritize yourself, it's really hard to show up as your best self. And I really like using an analogy and I use this so much because I just think it really paints a really great picture for people. And when people are having a hard time understanding this concept, because so often we are especially as entrepreneurs, we wear like so many hats and we support so many people in our lives and our businesses that we focus so much externally and on other things and other people that we often don't look at ourselves or we put ourselves at the bottom of our priority list. And a good picture that I like to paint for people is when you are getting on an airplane 
one of the first things that your flight attendant does is explain the emergency procedures to you. Part of that emergency procedure is that you need to put on your oxygen mask first to be able to support people around you as well as for your own survival. So I often ask my clients and I'll ask your listeners as well that my question would be is when was the last time that you put on your mask first? When was the last time that you made time for yourself for self-care in your in your life? Because a lot of times it's at least I know for me prior to taking on my own health journey, it was very infrequent. <laughs> wow, that is, I've never heard that specific analogy before. Uh, that's really interesting. And then that's a perfect analogy to really picture that in order to show up as your best self, you to, for others, you need to be your best self for yourself. So that's, that's an amazing analogy. I think that will really hit home for a lot of people. Um, So thank you for sharing that. So I think now the next question I feel like is the million dollar question that I'm going to ask you. And that is how do we make time for ourselves with sometimes such a busy schedule? Yeah. So this is a huge one. I get from a lot of my clients as well, because I mean, right now we're in such like a go, go, go and do, do, do kind of world where everything is so fast paced and we have our schedules completely booked up and it's really challenging to like make time I find for people. And I have a few tips that I'd like to share with, with your listeners are the first one would be to, um, to analyze how you are actually spending your time. So there's actually a really cool thing on your phone that you can check um, to see how often you are on certain apps. So if you are scrolling on social media, things like that, you can actually see how much time you are spending on that. And um, just taking an audit of what your day-to-day activities look like. So where are you spending your time? And is there something that isn't serving your purpose, either in your work or life, that could be omitted or moved so that you have more time in your day or that you're able to take, even if it is like five or 10 minutes in your day, like that's still time where you could either take that time for rest or it could be something that you could micro-focus on um, doing something for yourself or something in your business. So having that awareness will really help you with that uh, time management and organization skill. Another one for people that like getting up early, that are morning, like early birds, not so much for the night owls, um, would be to wake up a few minutes earlier. So setting your alarm even five to to 15 minutes earlier and you can increase this. So I know when I was first um, starting out, once my child was able to have a little bit more of a sleep routine, uh, it was a challenge for me to get some of my work done before she, um, like when she's awake, it's, you know, I'm spending a lot of time with her and I was finding it was really hard to get my business started and off the ground because I was um, not able to have that time for myself to, to do things, even if it was just like meditation or whatever it is that I need to get done, send off emails. So I, I started setting my alarm five minutes earlier so that I could um, increase it to about an hour. So I have like an extra hour in my day now that I'm able to do things prior to, you know, taking on that mom role as well. So that one is a really good one. Um, if you're, I mean, if you're waking up at four in the morning already, it might 
might not be the, the best tip, um, but for people that do have that um, ability to wake up a little bit earlier, that one would be a really good one. So was that, breaking, I just, I just want to ask you, is that to kind of like incrementally five minutes, maybe each week, and then you gradually build yeah. it up to that one hour? Yeah, I would highly recommend that because when you're taking on any new habit or you're learning a new skill, anything like that, it's the repetition and over time that it becomes ingrained and it becomes automatic and waking up early is not fun. Like, let's be honest, like, unless you're a morning person, it's not that fun setting your alarm an hour, like an hour seems excessive when you aren't like enjoying that. (laughs) If you're like really want your sleep, um, then that one could be really hard. So that's why like the five minutes or 15 minutes, it's a little bit more manageable. And then it even like, even just five minutes, if that's all that you can manage, then that's still five more minutes in your day that you're able to even just take to, to take a moment before you start your busy day to really just, um, bring yourself in like center or ground yourself prior to taking on the day. Um, so yeah, I would definitely, I, I mean, if you can do the full 60 minutes right off the bat, like amazing, good job. Uh, but I, I just know for like building new habits and things like that, it can be overwhelming trying to take on such a big thing at one time. Yeah. So, um, the next thing that I would suggest would be to break down things into smaller, more manageable steps. So if you have a big project, making sure that you are chunking that time out so that you're not getting so overwhelmed and burnt out on one, on one thing. And then that way, that time that you're chunking out is also really focused on being creative or getting like the emails done or whatever it is that you need to do so that you're able to like make more time throughout your day. And then one that I really love using, and I use this myself is to plan your day, your next day, the night before. So this really sets your intention for the next day. And it allows you to really be focused on what it is that you have to do. I like to highlight three main tasks that I'd like to get done the next day. And then that way, when you've accomplished those things, they are one, more manageable until you feel like you've accomplished something and it's more motivating. So if you've done those three things and you still have time to do other things, then great. And if you've gotten those three things done, then that's amazing as well. And then the uh, another one that I would like to share is reducing your distractions during your working hours. So turning off your phone, making sure that if you are working from home, that you are communicating with your family or roommates, that you are unavailable from this time to this time. And just really make sure that you're able to like hyper-focus on what you're getting done so that the rest of the time that you have in your day, you're able to make time for other things that you find enjoyable or that you can either focus on other things in your business. And the last thing would be to which I know this one's going to be hard for some people um, is to be really realistic with your time management and not overbooking yourself because that is when our brain's going to overwhelm and then you feel like you're scrambling and then you feel demotivated because you have all these things and you didn't get like the thousand things that you planned for the day done. So just making sure that when you are booking your days, booking your weeks, that you're being really realistic about how much time these things are going to take. Hmm. I like that. And I think that's important because oftentimes I do it myself. Sometimes you think you can accomplish like 
you're superwoman and you can do everything and you know one mm-hmm. afternoon or one day and it's all on the calendar and then it's like actually you know, I might need to move some of these things to tomorrow or later in the week or next week it doesn't always go as planned so that's important is just being realistic not necessarily not overbooking just being realistic with what you can handle and what you can actually do well because you don't want to take too much on do it all but not do it well yeah exactly okay perfect thank you for sharing those those are all some really good actionable tips to keep in your back pocket as a business owner um all right so what are some quick tips to managing the stress of an entrepreneurial life. I'm sure you know all about that being a mom and an entrepreneur. So please impart your wisdom on us. Yeah, definitely. So this is a huge one, especially I think for like when you're starting out or if you have like a well-established business, I think stress management is really important for, for everybody, no matter where you are on your journey. And because when stress hits, it can impact not only your ability to work, but it can also impact your physical and mental health, which then again will impact your ability to focus or your ability to even show up for your work. So a couple of really quick tips that I would like to share with people are that are like a lot of these you can do very quickly as well. So doing uh, a deep breathing or a breathing technique Technique or exercise every day. So if you're po- if it's possible to do it a few times a day, uh, that would be even better. But even a minute, you can do anything for a minute. Basically, that's a mantra I like to use. It really helped me during my first my first labor and delivery <laughs> as well. Was like you can do anything for a minute, right? So you can do like a plank for a minute. You can do whatever you need to do for a minute. So doing some deep breathing and a minute out of your day is not overwhelming. You can easily fit that in when you're waiting on like an elevator or if you are just taking a minute like on a walk or just sitting at your desk you're able to do this another one would be to incorporate some movement into your day so as a new entrepreneur I sit at my desk for many many hours and it is really challenging to have energy when you're not having that movement in your day So I would really recommend what I do for myself is I set alarms. I love setting alarms for myself uh, because I get so busy and so focused on things that I just like, I don't remember to do things. So having alarms or having things that can anchor to remind you to do um, like and take breaks even are really important. Um, So setting alarms so that you can have lunch. I know so many times I've gotten into it where I don't have my lunch and then that can just like build stress and like you get hangry and it's just not a good scene and that can just add to even more stress in your day. So making sure that you are having movement and taking those breaks in your day. Another one would be having some sort of gratitude practice. And I know some people are like, oh, gratitude, how is that going to help me? (laughs) Um, But it really can help with your mood, your mindset. And when you are in a state of gratitude, it's really challenging to be anywhere else. So it's really hard to feel stressed or to feel like anger or upset when you are truly in a state of gratitude. So what I like to do for myself and what I recommend for a lot of people is to have either a written journal or you can do it, just say it to yourself in your head. You don't even have to share it out loud um, is to do three things in the morning and three things before you go to bed so that you are able, you can do more throughout the day great Um, but those would be uh, 
like the times that I would recommend because it's easy. Like first thing before you even put your feet on the ground is to have that gratitude practice so that you're starting your day um, in, in that state. Um, another one would be to shift your mindset to um, I get to instead of, I know when I first started um, my business, I was like, oh, I have to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. And it was really overwhelming and really stressful to feel like I have to do all these things. And when you shift to the mindset of I get to, I have the ability to do this, it really just helps with managing that stress level. So it's not so overwhelming. And in speaking to that mindset shifting is having some self-compassion for yourself. So when you are starting out a new business, it's not always easy. And there's lots of new learning curves and things that you have to, to do that might be outside of your comfort zone. So really giving yourself some grace and some kindness in that will really go a long way. And with that said, doing even some like meditation might be helpful Two two minutes. You don't have to do a 30 minute or like an hour meditation. I mean, if you can do that, amazing. That will, I'm sure will make you feel really great. Um, but I know for so many, especially myself, it's it's hard to fit in sometimes those like 30 to hour um, chunks in your day. So even a few minutes doing meditation and the big one would be ensuring you're getting enough sleep. So developing a bedtime routine, evening routine is really helpful to helping with managing your stress. Because when, like I gave an example earlier, when you don't have sleep, you're not your best self. Like you are irritable, you know, you don't have energy, you're not focused and it can actually cause like some health problems as well. So just making sure that you're focusing on, on getting adequate sleep. And another really big one that I know can be really challenging for people, especially as entrepreneurs and business owners. And, you know, we do all the things we wear a lot of the hats is if you are really struggling with your stress management, and anxiety or overwhelm, things like that, is to, if it's impacting your day-to-day -day life, is to really just reach out for help. So that would be one that might take up a little bit more time, but it's really important if you are struggling uh, significantly to ask for help so that you are able to manage that. Yeah, I think that's important to be said as well. You know, if you can't do it all on your own, which definitely you always can't, then it's important to ask for help and to reach out to somebody. Um, but actually, so thank you for mentioning all of those. Those are all amazing. Alrighty, we have so many actionable tips. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing you said that really stood out to me was the I get to. And I like that a lot because I think for me, when you said it, the first thing I thought of was it's almost another gratitude practice. It's like, I get to you know, write emails today. Maybe writing emails and sending out emails is not your favorite thing to do, but you are lucky and blessed and you should feel grateful that that's that you have hands that work, that you have a computer, that you have internet. You know, it's, I, I think at least that it can almost be a gratitude practice as well because a lot of people don't have those same um you know, be able to have a working computer and hands that work to type. And we take that for granted a lot of the time. So I think that can almost be a little bit of a double whammy, which is great. Yeah, I love that. Exactly. <laughs> so as you're talking, I, I'm curious. So when clients typically come to you, 
what is one of the biggest struggles that they often come to you with that you see? Honestly, one of the biggest ones is um, like burnout and stress. So uh, they often come with many other things that they're saying are the the main concern that they're coming to me for. Um, But deep down, when we kind of get to the root of why they're actually reaching out is because they um, either are having troubles with health habits or they're having troubles with their stress management. So those are two really big ones. And often that's incorporated with um, like self-care, how they eat, um, and their, even their relationship with food and themselves. So those are kind of like the big areas that I feel really passionate about and that often are, people are drawn to me to um, seek support in that, in that area. Okay, perfect. So then if somebody were coming to you um, with those issues or you have determined those are kind of the underlying issues, what, what is one or two common things that you would help them work through them with um, to really kind of help them navigate through the issue at hand? So everybody that I work with, it's very individual and it's determinant on kind of their lifestyle and what their current needs are and what they are expressing as what they're looking for um, as the life that they would love. So a few things that seem to come up quite often are building empowered mindsets is a really big one. Um, Another one would be connecting with their nutrition and their eating habits. Um, So I don't necessarily give people um, like meal plans or anything like that, um, but talking about like how you eat, how you show up for your meals and your connection with your food, because that can have such a big impact on everything. And when you're having um, higher energy foods, you're able to focus and just a lot of things shift for them. So those are some pretty big things that I work on. And then the stress management skills for sure would be um, because a lot of times when people are coming to me, they're burnt out, they're tired. They don't know where the next step is to go. So working on small actionable steps so that they can move towards the life that they love. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I love that. It, it sounds like a lot, a lot of what you see boils down to just a few common denominators, common issues. Yeah. It seems to like the people that often reach out to me, those seem to be like the common themes of the underlying uh, concerns as to why, why they're showing up. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So um, how can a new entrepreneur have an awesome work-life balance? Yeah. So this one is really big, I think, because It is so hard when you are starting out and everything is new, right? And when things are new, your brain takes some time to rewire and build new habits and build new skills. And it can be very overwhelming. I mean, it's fun. Like building your own business is definitely fun. And like a lot of times when you're doing that, you have a passion for whatever it is that you're, you're doing. Um, So there's that like stress, like, like good stress. And then there's like, oh, this overwhelm. But then sometimes I find, especially when I first started out a couple of years ago, I was finding that I was spending a lot of time um, at work. Like even when I was at home, it was always about work. And I was finding that I wasn't showing up for myself um, with my partner and my social life. And I was just kind of losing a bit of myself. 
and, um, and just being so immersed into building my business. Cause I'm like, I'm so passionate about this. Um, so a really big thing that I find is really helpful. And that when I'm talking to people that work from home or are starting their own business is to block out work hours. So physically on your calendar, having work hours so that they are set. That is when you are focused. And I would ideally make this when you are most creative or most able to function. So for me, I know uh, like six o'clock or like after four o'clock in the afternoon, my brain is kind of mush. Like I just like, I can't think about anything else. I'm not creative. Like I just kind of zone out. So I know that I'm not going to book my time when I'm supposed to be really focused, hyper-focused on things, um, especially creativity. Um, I make sure that I don't book my work hours during that time. So making sure that you have that time booked out so that you can have your social time or your family time as well. Um, another big one that sometimes it takes a little bit of time to learn if you haven't already established this uh, practice is learning the power of no. So ensuring you are prioritizing what is most important um, for and for you and for your business and knowing that it is okay to say no to things that aren't in alignment for what you want out of those things. And I know that sometimes it can be really hard because especially I, I found at least for myself as a new entrepreneur, like I was saying yes to a lot of things and it was just like building more barriers and more obstacles for myself because I was overloading myself with too many things. And, uh, I was like a, a proclaimed people pleaser, like yes person before. So being able to honor your no, and even sometimes saying no to yourself sometimes like is really important too. So just being able to learn that and that it's okay to say no to certain things that are coming up and honoring your yeses when they do show up. Um, another really big one would be clearing the clutter from your calendar. So if you have overcommitted, is there somewhere on your calendar that you can move or omit something so that you're not feeling so overwhelmed so that what you have during your day, you're able to really focus on and that you're able to really be present for that. And along with that would be turning off any of your business notifications or turning off your phone when you have that blocked out time for work and responding to like work emails or work texts. Like that's a big one is um, like, so I have clients that sometimes message like eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. And I just have to be really mindful of, you know what, like I can wait until tomorrow morning to respond like that. I don't have to have that conversation right now and making sure that you're using like your work hours as work hours. And that when you are having that family time and social time, that that's really important that you um, set that healthy boundary and making sure that you can determine that the, there's not as much gray when you block out that work time so that you're able to see like, this is my work time. This is my home time. And then another one, cause I know that, uh, uh, like holidays come up and things like that. So when you are planning on being away to make sure that you plan ahead so that when you take that time off, that you can actually enjoy that time off so that you're not always stressing about what has to go on for like that work email. Like you can preset things to be sent out if you need to have things sent out and just really making sure that you're able to focus on that family time because that's so important to be able to have that social time and even booking in social time, looking in new time, just like how you block off time to work, block off time for yourself. 
So we are really great. At least I know I'm really great at, you know, scheduling meetings and showing up for those meetings and making sure that I'm present for those things. But I often don't schedule in meetings for myself. So when I don't do that, I don't show up and I feel really burnt out. So that's kind of a, a newer habit over the last few years that I have been building into my routine is to schedule in like fun time or me time so that um, that burnout decreases and so that I have that time to be creative because when you don't take time for yourself, when you do, don't take breaks, then your creativity just decreases because you're just, your brain is like frazzled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely yeah. understand. So one of the ones that you mentioned there that I liked was saying no. And I know that many people, sometimes myself included, have a problem saying no. And you mentioned saying no to yourself as well. So can you give an example for people who maybe this is a challenge for what does saying no to yourself look like? What would an example of that be? Yeah. So sometimes we have things that kind of get in the way of our productivity or get in the way of our ability to show up. So um, some things could be like self-sabotaging behaviors, or it could be, um, habits that we've had that are ingrained that we've been doing for many years that are just not, um, serving us anymore. So being able to say no to those habits. So for an example, um, for, I'll give a personal example, um, just because I don't want to share any of my client information, but so a personal example for myself was um, I was having some challenges with um, alcohol. So when I was feeling stressed out or I was um, upset, things like that, I would always turn to having like a glass of wine or having a drink. And I had to establish a healthy no boundary with myself. Um, And I wasn't to the point where I needed like extra support or it wasn't, I wouldn't say like an addiction, but it was definitely a habit that was not serving me well. And I would feel sick afterwards and then I wouldn't be able to focus on things. And so I wasn't able to show up for as my best self. So by saying no to myself in that moment and being able to say yes to something else. So by saying yes to doing instead, um, doing my deep breathing or taking five minutes out in nature or even just taking a few minutes to, to just breathe as compared to reaching for my, my glass of wine. So that would be a really uh, big one for me that was saying like, no, like I had that power to say no to myself and say no to that habit that wasn't serving me anymore. Hmm. What an example. Yeah. I like that. And I like also not only saying no, but then replacing it with a yes as well is an important feature of that. So that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, so before we let people know where they can find you, is there anything else that you want to include? Yes. So for people that are listening that are struggling with where they, uh, like the direction of where they need to go next, I have a handout that, or a worksheet that I have um, that's a freebie that I'd like to share with your listeners. And it's the What I Want and Commitment to Self handout. So basically it's a one page sheet and it just is a quick um, snapshot and it helps to determine like what your main priorities are, what your big whys are. So what's like your motivating factors and then being able to set up 
for yourself some small next actions to take, next steps to take to be able hmm, to move forward perfect. towards those priorities. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. I will have that linked in the show notes below. So if you're interested in that, definitely check out that goodie. Thank you for that for everyone. Um, so where can people find you if they are interested in hearing more from you? Yeah, so you can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Small Leaps, um, Health and Fitness. And then we also have, uh, we're on IG, Instagram, that we put out almost like daily. We have new updated information. Um, so you can find us at Small Leaps Coaching there. And then um, with the link tree that you're going to have on there, there is, if people are interested in joining a community where they are focusing on habit changes, stress management, and confidence. There's also a private Facebook group that we have on that link tree that um, they're able to access. And they just have to answer a couple of questions to to join. Uh, And we really focus on um, moving away from diet culture in that that group. So if that's something that's interesting for your people, uh, that would be a really good place. And it's all free content, free information for them. Awesome. Perfect. I love that. I think those are some amazing resources. So thank you so much for all of that, for giving us so much of your healthy lifestyle habits um, when you are an entrepreneur or a busy business owner. So thank you so much for your time, for being on the podcast. Please check the links below if you want more from Lindsay in any way, shape or form, and be sure to connect with her on socials. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Bye, Lindsay. Bye.